Praise God. We serve an awesome God. He's a good God. He loves you more than you can even comprehend, but believe that, trust that, develop your faith in his love for you. The greatest expression of his love, you wonder, how can I know that? I think the greatest expression of his love toward us is expressed through his son, Jesus Christ. Just look at what Jesus has done for us and, and read the Gospels. Just look at the life of Jesus, how he loved on people, saved people, healed people, provided for people, fed the poor, clothed the naked, just did all the things that the love of God will do and gave us a great example of what we as the church are to do today also in order to be a positive influence on our culture the best thing we can do is to be imitators of God and to walk in love, even as Christ walked in love when he was on the earth. So as we continue to look at the life of Jesus, you will know exactly what action steps to take and which decision you should make. Say, so, well, which one would Jesus make? And it's really not that difficult. Sometimes I, hear, sometimes I think we make that decision, and I hear others make it, and I've been guilty of it myself trying to just... You know, I'm not quite sure what to do. I said, what would Jesus do? And just kind of dismiss it because he hasn't answered me yet. Well, most often I know what Jesus would do. He'd do the right thing. He'd do the love thing. He'd do the provision thing. He'd do the healing thing. He would always do that particular thing. So we can, we can just know that. So praise God. We're going to continue on our series this morning called Influence. We're going to continue to develop our confidence in the Word of God, our confidence in the love of God, influence being def defined from in our dictionary as the power to uh, the power to affect others. It's the power to produce effects because of wealth or position or ability. So influence. So, what influence do we have? in our spheres of influence, in, 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 in that particular sphere, you know, what kind of impact are we making on people? What is being said about us as individuals? What's being said about us as a church? Not that we go to bed worrying about what people are saying or what people are thinking. Most of the time, people aren't even thinking about us. They're thinking about their own issues. But we do have a responsibility to be an influence. In the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, we are told that, you would receive, that we would receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon us to be witnesses in all the world. And so we really could change that word witness out to be influencers for Christ into all the world. We would receive a power, we would receive ability, you know, we would receive the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says we would receive the Holy Spirit into our lives. He comes and takes up residence within us to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, and equipping us that we lack in no, no good thing. We don't come short in any giftings. Timothy talks about how we are thoroughly equipped for every good work through the power, through the anointing of the Word of God, and, and, and through the power and the anointing of the person of the Holy Spirit of God. He has come to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. And so we have the power, we have the ability, we have the gifts, the knowledge to be a positive influence 
on other people, and, and especially the people that God has uh, brought into our lives and the people that he's sending us into their lives, we can do so and, be, and make a very positive effect on that. There's, there's, there's no disqualification. You can't be sitting here this morning and thinking, well, Pastor Ray, that sounds good. You have the power. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I know some other people that have the power and the anointing and giftings and callings of the Holy Spirit, but, you know, I'm not... I, I'm, I'm just not cut out for that. I'm not equipped for that. Well, let me address that before we go any longer here this morning. You will find in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 26, beginning at verse 26 of so 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, your calling is to be an influence. Your calling is to be a witness. And he said, for you see your calling, brethren, they're not many wise according to the flesh. Anybody feel qualified now? Not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many noble are called. Now, the NIV reads like this. Not many wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many wise by human standards, not many were influential. Verse 27 goes on and says, but God has chosen. And we say, but God has chosen. <laughs> Look at your neighbors on God has chosen you. All right, it says, God has chosen the foolish. Say, neighbor, you're foolish. <laughs> I'm losing you. <laughs> well, Pastor Ray, I want to be a positive influence here. All right, here we go. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse 30, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. It was all honor, all praise, all glory belongs to God. But I want you to know that we all qualify Having been called by God, God has chosen us. Even if you say, well, I'm not wise by human standards. I, you know, I'm, I'm not very influential. Well, God has chosen you to be, who you feel like you're not influential. God chose you on purpose so that the influence that's coming through you is not of you. It's of Jesus Christ. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. And Christ has, been, has become unto us wisdom from God. So you may have considered yourself an unwise person, not wise by this world's standards, but the word tells us that Jesus has been made wisdom unto us. And if Jesus has been made wisdom unto us, that makes us sharp. That makes us woke. Jesus is wisdom. You don't get any more woke than Jesus. 
Now, we have a long way to go to catch up with him, but he has been made wisdom unto us and righteousness and sanctifications, meaning he has set us apart, and he is our redemption. He is our redemption. When we read through the book of Acts, in Acts 1.8, I shared that verse with you, how we receive the power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You get into Acts chapter 2. We have the recording of the recording, the record of the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, uh, the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven in, in the upper room. They received the Holy Spirit. The church was birthed, and it was gone because, you know, it, it started becoming a very vibrant church. Peter started preaching the gospel. The church was growing. Thousands of people were being added to the church. When Peter preached his first message, I think it was 3,000 people were added to the church. And then a couple chapters later, we have another incident where 5,000 people are added to the church. So the, the church is becoming very vibrant, very influential. It is, it is capturing the attention of the then known world. It is growing, and it is growing, and it is growing. But when you read through the church growing and growing, and growing all through those first several chapters, how the Holy Spirit's working primarily through Peter in Acts, later than in Acts around chapter 11. Well, verse 9, I think, is Paul's uh, testimony, but then it starts talking about the acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul. But the church is growing. When we get into Acts chapter 10, God captures Peter's attention through a vision. There's this man named Cornelius, a Roman centurion. He has a dream. He has a vision and about summoning Peter to come to his house. He was a very influential man. And he had an idea that, listen, and he feared God, and he gave charitable gifts generously to the people. And he, had an idea, he heard what was going on, and he thought, wow, all that influence and all that church is just growing, and it's growing, and it's growing. Cornelius all of a sudden gets this idea from God, if I could just bring what's happening among the church to bring it to my people. Catch that, my people. The church was growing and growing and growing among their own. God wasn't satisfied with that. It's good that the church was growing, and that it was growing, and that it was growing, but it was growing among their own, among their own Jewish people. God wanted the influence of the love of God to be made known to all the world. All the world. God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And so through Cornelius having a dream and summoning Peter to come to his house, Peter, in the meantime, he's at his location. He's up on his rooftop taking an afternoon nap, and he all of a sudden has a vision. It's, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. It's where the sheet comes down from heaven and all the, the animals are in there that were considered under Jewish law, considered to be unclean animals, not to be partaken of. And he has this vision of all these unclean animals. Then he hears a voice in this dream, he, in this vision, he hears a voice, rise, Peter, kill, and eat. And Peter's response was, not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean. And the voice replied to him, do not call anything that I have cleansed uncommon. 
So he had that vision. So through, through that vision, I encourage you to read it, chapter 10 of the book of Acts. Read it. There's a really cool interaction between Cornelius and Peter and the supernatural spirit of God coordinating things between two separate locations and really just causing things to come together. Peter ends up at Cornelius' house. Cornelius is an influential person among his people. He's a charitable person. Remember, you can become influential through resources. So he's obviously, he was a man of resources. He was influential, and he used that influence to bring people together, and he wanted the people to come together, and he wanted to hear from Peter. They wanted to find out what was happening among their people, and why can't we also receive the same love and the same salvation? So he summoned Peter to his house. Peter comes to his house. Turn to Acts chapter 10. Let's look at a couple of the verses in there. Acts chapter 10. I'm going to highlight just a few of the verses. Peter meets Cornelius, starting at verse 24, beginning to verse 28. Then he said to them, this is Peter speaking at Cornelius' household, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. Now that was a reality. And we say was. It was a reality. But he said, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God, everyone say, but God. But God. I just love it. Every time you read that in the Bible and it says, but God, you find out there's a transition that's just taking place. Okay, we have a new chapter here. We're going in a new direction, and we're going to continue to be influential and progressive, following after the Holy Spirit of God. We must be open to the interruptions that God brings into our lives, and we have the, this is what I believe, this is what I think, this is what I feel, but God. But God has shown me enlightenment. No, this is Peter's woke moment. God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. And I asked them, for what reason have you sent for me? And verse 30 says, Cornelius said, for days, four days ago I was fasting until this hour goes in giving the testimony about how he was praying and fasting. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. The Holy Spirit spoke to Peter. They supernaturally got together. Peter's at his household, and he's presenting the gospel to Cornelius' household, and they heard the word of God, and through his name, they heard that whoever believes in him will receive the remission of sins, and it goes on and tells us that while Peter was in Cornelius' house speaking the word of God, that the Holy Spirit fell upon them all, all who heard the word, and even those that were, those of the circumcision who believed were astonished that as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So the early church really has taken off in Acts chapter 2, growing, 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 growing. Everything looks wonderful. It looks wonderful. In Acts chapter 6, there's a little hiccup in there where there was murmuring and complaining because their widows were not taken care of. So they came up with an administration. They came up with a plan to take care of the people that needed to be taken care of, their own people. It was still within. But God had a larger plan. But God so loved the whole world. 
So when I'm talking about being an influence in our culture today, we must, in a, in a, in a, in a sense, have the same awakening as what Peter had. And we must be open and we must be uh, conscious to the reality that God wants to bring some interruptions into our lives and he wants to interrupt our complacency. Things can be going really, really well. Just like the church was doing really, really well. For all practical purposes, it was flourishing and seemed like they preach a simple salvation message and people by the thousands would be added to the church. Miracles were taking place. It's through faith in Jesus' name. It's not anything that we have done, but through faith in Jesus' name, the lame are walking, the blind are seeing. I mean, things are really vibrant. But there was more. Everyone say, there's more. And so God had a larger audience, and that was the Gentile audience, and he wanted the grace that the Jewish people experienced, and he wanted the Holy Spirit that the Jewish nation experienced to be open up to be extended to the Gentile nations. And God's word was that, like Peter said, God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Today we would call it racial prejudice. We should not have any prejudice whatsoever. We should have no reason for not wanting any people group to be blessed, to have their needs met, to hear the gospel. God has shown. God will show us how we can become influential and how that we are to free ourselves up of any type of prejudice that may have been instilled within us, however it happened. We weren't born prejudiced. No one is born prejudiced. I remember being at, the, at one of the swim meets at Green Valley Pool. It was a summer a year ago. And it, was, it was quite a, a, a cold night for summertime. It was on the cold side. Of course, I think Green Valley Pool, if you've ever been there, it's always cold, but they break the ice open and have the swim meet. And... <laughs> but I just had this one real precious moment because these two little girls, a little white girl and a little black girl, I guess they're like six or seven years old, but they were both standing there and they were wet as could be and they were both shaking and then finally the one goes over to the chair and she gets a, a beach towel that was wet. <laughs> And, and they wrap it around the two of them, and they're, and they're walking around trying to keep warm. And I just thought, isn't that so precious? They're just so precious. They're best of, best of friends, just as colorblind as could be, just loving on each other. And I thought, wow. And again, just reminded me that we are not born prejudiced. We have learned to become, to be prejudiced. We have learned to hate people. Or, or to dislike people, or whatever the situation may be. If the word hate's too strong for you, uh, get over it. <laughs> There's just no room for hating people. I remember in Bible school, the one class I was in, the teacher was just emphasizing about hate, and he said, the word hate should not even be in your vocabulary. Get in the next class, Teacher gets them and says, you need to learn to hate sin. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Do with it what you want. Just don't hate people. Don't hate God's creation. 
We, need, we must love people. And if you're struggling with a people group, work on it. Ask God to help you. Ask God to open up your heart. And perhaps you just need to look into a mirror and remind yourself of all your shortcomings and all your goofiness. So not many wise by human standards, and not many were influential, influential, but we are becoming influential. Amen? Open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. If you read the life of Jesus, Jesus himself was very adamant and very clear about he's going to leave the earth. He's going to go back to be seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he, he talked about the importance that when I do this, I'm not going to leave you here without the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to leave you here without ability. When I go, the first order of business Jesus had when he went to be, when he was raised up to be seated at the Father's right hand was, he said, the first order of business was to ask God to send the Holy Spirit to the believers, to empower the believers to be influential in the world. When you read the writings in the book of Acts, whether it be Peter, whether it be John, whether, whether it be Paul, when you, you, write, you, you, you read these different lessons that they're teaching throughout church history, it's quite evident that whether you were born in the first century or the 20th century or the 21st century, that the Holy Spirit is vital in our lives today in order to become as influential as we possibly can become. Notice, don't try to be influential without leaning on the grace of God, the wisdom of God, the very Holy Spirit of God who's in us to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us. And believe that God is for you, that Jesus is for you, that the Holy Spirit is in you to lead you, to guide you, to show you things to come. And that God wants to do a work in our hearts and in our minds and in every, in every area of every arena of my mind that I need one of those but God, you know, this is what I think, this is what I feel, but God, but God. What does God say? What does God think? What is God's heart for this people, for, for this person or for, for this people group? And really come back to allowing the love of God to govern our lives through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you now to turn to the gospel of John chapter 17. This is the prayer that Jesus prayed for us, known as his high priestly prayer. And it will help us deal with those moments when we, we think we have it all figured out, even when things are going really, really well, but God has something larger he wants to do. He wants to expand our, our, our influence he has more people that he wants you to, to, to be influential toward for his glory and for his honor. So Jesus prayed this prayer, and we're going to pick it up in verse 14. It says, I have given them, Jesus talking to God the Father, he says, I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Every time I go through this prayer, there seems something more uh, information keeps being enlightened to me. But I just noticed that verse the other day that says that, you know, he prayed that you should, 
I do not pray that you take them out of the world, that you should keep them from the evil one. Notice, even though we are now born again children of God, we are in this world, but we're not of the world. Our citizenship is from heaven. We are not to be conformed to this world. Notice, we're not to allow the, we're not to allow the world to pressure us into its mold, into its image, but that we are here to influence a lost and dying world. We're here to influence a people that have not yet been introduced to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Just as we needed to be influenced at some time in our lives, that when we were not walking with God, that we needed to be influenced, hey, we need to be walking with God. We need to allow Jesus Christ, the forgiver of our sins, to forgive us. We, we need to accept that forgiveness, walk in that forgiveness, accept his love into our hearts, walk in that love, imitate God and walk in love, even as Jesus walked in love, forgiving other people. We need to have that but God moment over and over and over again in our lives. So we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But while we're in the world, Jesus also asked the Father, while your people are in the world, and they're in the world to be a positive influence for the kingdom of heaven, while they're in the world, keep them from the evil one. Jesus prayed to God the Father that God would keep you, meaning to protect you, from the evil one. Now, I thought I was doing a good job in my life. I do it frequently. I, 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 most every day, I don't, very seldom does a day go by that I don't pray for, and thank God for his angels that are in charge over me, over my family, over my household, and over you when I'm happy with you. <laughs> but God, <laughs> but God, I pray for all those that showed up at Grace on Sunday, the ones that didn't show up, they're on their own. Jesus has you covered. He prayed, keep them from the evil one. And if you'll read, if you're not familiar with it, just write this down, Psalm 91, the entire chapter is a psalm. The psalmist is reflecting on and, and, and meditating on and declaring the, the benefits and the, the, the safety and the protection that is granted to the followers of God, to those that are abiding with God. And in Psalm 91, particular verse, verse 10, he says that no evil and no plague shall come near us. For, verse 11 says, for he shall give his angels charge over you. If you're not familiar with that, become familiar with it and pray it over yourself. Pray it over your children as you send them out the door. And pray it over your children in your household. And just, you, you get to what I'm talking about there. But uh, you, we, we pray that, we decree that, and we declare that. But I think it's really, really neat that Jesus prayed and asked the fathers, and Father, while they are laborers in the fields of harvest, while they're in this world, the, there's, the, the pressure is intense, the, the world system endeavoring to influence us negatively into the, in, from, from a darkness, you know, it's dark versus light, good versus evil. You can take that as far as you want, but that's basically what we're up against, light versus darkness versus light and good versus evil. So that's the influence of the world is, is, is hell-bent on influencing 
the Christians, the followers of God, to compromise their Christian values and Christian beliefs and to be persuaded to the dark side. Or to be persuaded, you know, just whatever the world system has. We talked about the book of Daniel chapter 3. So, you know, how the, the pressure was intense to bow down and, and to worship the world system. But the Hebrew boys said, we will not bow down. We will not worship your God. Even if you throw us into the, the, into the intensity of the flames of the fiery furnace, we will not bow down and worship your God. The end of that story, the very people that were trying to influence the Hebrew children to worship the world system, the Hebrew children, the children of God, influenced the world to worship the God of heaven. And that's a, a, a very beautiful picture, powerful picture of what our lives are to be. Yes, we are constantly being bombarded with worldly information, worldly lust, worldly temptations, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, lust of the flesh. We are being bombarded with it everywhere we turn. But the good news is the pressure being intense as it is, we have the Holy Spirit within us. Don't ever allow yourself to feel like, well, I'm not wise like some other people are wise, so obviously they must be right and I must be wrong. Well, you may not be wise from a worldly standpoint, but you have been made the wisdom of God through Jesus Christ. And so you are wise from heaven's perspective. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean you don't need to be educated. I mean, you're not going to influence a worldly system if you're not educated and if you don't know what the world is thinking, where they're coming from. Have conversations with people. Not be afraid. Not be afraid, but don't be intimidated. Are you following me? We can be a positive influence, and it comes out of a foundation of the love of God. So to achieve our mandate, as a church, we must continue to, to walk with Jesus and continue to walk in that wisdom. So he prayed, Jesus prayed, Father, they're in the world, but they're, uh, you know, you keep them, you protect them. But, and in verse 16, he says, not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So keeping us from the evil one. The evil one, of course, Jesus defined him as Satan, the God of this world. He has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I'm praying to God the Father that you're protected from him. You're protected from him. Verse 17, sanctify them. That means he set you apart. Sanctify them. Set apart. And verse 18, sent into the world... As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. That's another verse. You can just underline that. You can meditate on that for hours, days, weeks, months. Jesus sent you and me. He sent us into the world as the Father sent Jesus into the world. How did the Father send Jesus into the world? Jesus gave up all his Godhead deity and he took on humanity. He became a man to go to the cross, to lay down his life, to shed his blood, to forgive us of all of our sin. He laid down his life. When he was reviled, when he was spoken evil of, he did not retaliate. He always walked in wisdom. 
He had an extreme grace about him. He walked in strength. He walked in wisdom. He walked in humility. As God sent Jesus into the world, so, he, so we are sent into the world. He said, well, how, should, how do I do this? Follow Jesus. We're going to be influential to the degree that God wants us to be influential. The ability to bring change, the ability to influence people for good, we simply follow Jesus. Jesus received the power of the Holy Spirit. When he went into the wilderness, he came out filled with the Spirit and with power. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus said, I have come to open the eyes of the blind. I've come to take care of the poor. I've come to, you know, feed the hungry. This is the things that I've come to do. You say, well, what are we to do? What did Jesus do? It's really not as difficult as we make it. It's spending time with God. Say, how did this whole thing work out? God, what would you have me to do here? Thank you, Jesus, that you have been made wisdom unto me. I have the mind of Christ. I can make the right choice here. But I, I just feel... Or I just think, I, I know we feel and we think. That's why Peter, he had feelings and thoughts and beliefs too. He thought it was wrong to go to Gentiles. He said, it's not even legal for me to do this. And he made it clear. He was still wavering just a little bit. He said, you know, I'm, I'm really not supposed to be here, but I'm doing something here I'm really not supposed to do. But God said it's okay, so I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do what God said to do. And God, I hope I heard from you. I hope it's okay. But he did hear from God, and it was God's plan, and it was okay, and he was a tremendous influence on a people that prior to that, he didn't even hang out with. Wouldn't he eat with them? Wouldn't he eat the same foods? We need to get over a lot of stuff to be as influential as God wants us to be. We need to get over a lot of stuff. So, well, Pastor Ray, can you give me a list? No. <laughs> you probably wouldn't like my list. But I know God will lead you, guide you, and direct you. Just know this. Whenever you have one of those but God moments, go with God. Don't go with what you think. Well, I think my parents always said, or my church always said, the, the church is wonderful. God ordained the church. But he's still God, and the church is the church made up of human beings. So you're better off going with what God said. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I just took myself off the hook, so <laughs> I'm off to Florida. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're going along there. <laughs> Nancy didn't know that, so not yet, not for a long time. But God hasn't told me to. <laughs> Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, name above all names, I thank you and I praise you for the person of the Holy Spirit. Come into our lives, Father, that just fill us new, just just stand up if you want to receive this prayer. Just stand and say, I, I, I need a refreshing. I need to just continually be filled 
and renewed in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, I, I thank you right now. It's our heart's desire that we not just play church, we not just play Christianity, but it's a real thing. That Father God, that it's real, that we truly are ambassadors for Christ, that we can bring, uh, you are desiring to work through us to bring healing to the hurting, to feed the hungry, and, and to proclaim the good news of the gospel, and, and to be a positive influence on, 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 on people that have, do not yet have relationship with you, or those that are confused about their relationship with you. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of new beginnings, that you give us fresh starts, and anoint us and, and grace us, Lord God, that we have the, uh, the joy and the peace and the love of God in our hearts and in our minds. And, and that we, you have been made wisdom unto us and righteousness. And you have set us apart to be influential in the world. And Father, I also pray that not only for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit, but also thank you for your divine protection. You are keeping each one of us from the evil one. Even as we go into the world, you are keeping us from harm, from any plagues, any sicknesses or diseases in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for grace awakening. Open our eyes. Give us those moments where we say, but God, and we go with you in Jesus' name. Name above all names. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing, Lord God, for the troubled hearts. Thank you for restoring confidence and hope to those that are in here this morning. You may be feeling like your things are, have really turned hopeless, but there is a hope. There's a, there's a, there's a future, and you can, come, you can overcome whatever it is that you're facing right now in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to someone right now. You can overcome. You can come out on top. You can, you can, you, you can be the influential person you envisioned yourself to be when you started the journey that you're on right now. And I thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Father. There's no quit in Jesus' name. Name above all names. Thank you, Lord. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Perhaps you're here today and you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's our starting place. We want to pray with you right now. You want us to agree with you, to, pray, to lead you in a prayer. Say, I've never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want to. I, I feel a need to do that this morning. Would you slip up your hand right now? We'd love to uh, lead you in a prayer. So anyone in here say, I have never received Jesus, but I want to make that, I want to call out on him today. All right, I don't see any hands raised, so I believe you've done that. If you have any other need for prayer, for someone to meet with you personally up front here and agree with you about something, they'd be happy to meet you here and pray with you. Have a great day. Go out there and be a positive influence, love on someone, and just be a blessing in Jesus' name. God bless you.